Hello and welcome to the Veterinary Secrets Podcast. My name is Dr. Andrew Jones and this is episode 64. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the link between diet and heart disease in dogs. What the FDA says, new information from UC Davis, my thoughts, then some natural remedies for heart disease in dogs that you should be considering. Veterinary Secrets is on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. You can download your favorite app and then search for Veterinary Secrets. I'd sure appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Last but not least, if you have yet to do so, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book by going to veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. The FDA is investigating reports of canine dilated cardiomyopathy DCM in dogs eating certain pet foods. While it is an ongoing investigation, the Center for Veterinary Medicine recognizes that, guess what? We all have questions. So they've actually compiled a list of questions and answers. I've highlighted the ones I think are most relevant and I'll kind of elaborate on some of the key points. First, what is the potential connection and what is the FDA investigating? They're investigating a potential dietary link between canine dilated cardiomyopathy also called DCM, and dogs eating certain pet foods containing legumes like peas or lentils, other legume seeds, pulses, or even potatoes is the main ingredients. They've been investigating after the FDA Center for Veterinary Medicine, the CVM, received a number of reports of DCM in dogs eating these diets. DCM itself is not considered a rare disease, but these reports are unusual because many of the reported cases occurred in breeds of dogs not typically genetically prone to the disease. Additionally, most of the cases ate diets that appear to contain high concentrations or ratios of certain ingredients, such as peas, chickpeas, lentils, and or various types of potatoes. Some of these were labeled as grain-free, but grain-containing diets were also represented. So what is canine dilated cardiomyopathy or DCM? Well, DCM is a disease of a dog's heart muscle and results in an enlarged heart. As the heart and its chambers become dilated, it becomes harder for the heart to pump and the heart valves may leak, which can lead to a buildup of fluids in the chest and abdomen, congestive heart failure. If caught early, heart function may improve in cases that are not linked to genetics with appropriate veterinary treatment and dietary modification. How many cases have been reported to the FDA, between January 2014 and April 30th, 2019, the FDA received 524 case reports of diagnosed dilated cardiomyopathy. Some of these cases involve more than one animal from the same household. In the reported cases, there were 560 individual dogs diagnosed with DCM, and 119 of those dogs died. There were 14 individual cats, five of which died. The agency received additional reports of cardiac symptoms in dogs, however, the reports did not include a confirmed DCM diagnosis. What brands of food have been included in the reports of the FDA? There is a range of different brands and formulas included in the reports, and some reports name multiple brands under formulas. The brands named most frequently in reports submitted to the FDA as of April 30th, 2019, those that had at least 10 reports include Acana, 67, Signature, 64, Taste of the Wild, 53, Four Health, 32, Earthborn Holistic, 32, Blue Buffalo, 31, Nature's Domain, 29, From, 24, Merrick, 16, California Natural, 15, Natural Balance, 15, Origin, 12, 
Nature is Variety 11, Nutrisource 10, Nutro 10, and Rachel Ray Nutrish 10. These include both grain-free and grain-containing diets in all forms, kibble, canned, raw, home-cooked. The common thread appears to be legumes, pulses, seeds of legumes, and or potatoes as the main ingredients in the food. This also includes protein, starch, and fiber derivatives of these ingredients, such as the source protein, starch, or fiber. Some reports they've received also seem to indicate that the pets were not eating any other foods for several months to years prior to exhibiting signs of DCM. So good question, what is the safest diet for your dog? Well, according to the FDA, and they actually give a put it in context, which I actually appreciate. That the American Vet- AVMA, the American Vet Medical Association, estimates there are 77 million dogs in the United States. As of April 30th, 2019, they've received reports of 560 dogs being diagnosed with DCM suspected to be linked to diet. So we've got tens of millions of dogs eating dog foods, these quote-unquote grain-free dog foods, without developing DCM. If you are concerned about the diet you're currently feeding your dog, the FDA recommends that you work with your veterinarian who may consult a board-certified veterinary nutritionist to determine the best diet for your dog's need. So what do I think? Me, Dr. Jones, how do I apply that to you, to my own animals? Well, first of all, very. Like, I I actually feed my dog Tula. She she eats the brand. It's called Instinct. And it actually is one of these quote-unquote diets. It is grain-free. It's got peas. It's one of its first ingredients. But what I am doing, I'm not just sticking sort of with that one lone diet. She's on a race of different kibble and that's not all I feed and I have been feeding her less and less kibble as I have suggested on this podcast um, that you guys do the very same thing with your own dogs. So every two to three months I'm actually mixing up I'm changing her brand of kibble. Secondarily she is eating my some of my own homemade diets. I'll make up a stew for our family which would include one-third of protein say one-third chicken one-third of a healthy carbohydrate such as rice and another third of a a green leafy vegetable you know or even a carrot so you know such as either spinach or carrots and there it is i mix it up i may add a little bit of a bit i might add a little bit of salt a little bit of flavoring i'll throw in some of my supplement and that's what she gets she's getting that once or twice a week she gets some food that's raw once or twice a week i'm feeding pre-packaged frozen raw so she's getting array of different things and lastly she's getting treats but i'm making a point of feeding her what i think is a really healthy natural protein treat freeze-dried lamb for instance right now and I, i think you could take some of those same messages upon yourself and apply that to your own dogs so the concluding point here is the fda doesn't know for sure what is the exact underlying cause. Um, our next in the next part of the uh, the podcast, the UV, UC Davis researcher, they're talking about taurine, which may give you a better clue. But the ultimate sort of conclusion here is they don't know for sure. My personal belief is that if your dog is doing really well on their current food, I wouldn't be changing it. But once again, I'm mean, gonna let's go to the next part of the podcast. Maybe we can give you some more. Uh, clarity on or what is the best decision for you and your dog. UC Davis has been investigating the link between dog diets and deadly heart disease. First of all, I start out the story where the US FDA, they issued this alert about reports of canine dilated cardiomyopathy and dogs eating certain pet foods containing peas, lentils, other legume seeds, or potatoes as the main ingredients. DCM is a disease of the heart muscle that that leads to the reduced heart pumping function and increased heart size. The alterations in heart function and structure can result in severe consequences 
consequences such as congestive heart failure or sudden cardiac death. While the most common cause of DCM is genetic, on rare occasions other factors can also result in the condition, particularly in breeds that are not frequently affected. Dr. Josh Stern, a veterinary car cardiologist and geneticist at UC Davis School of Vet Medicine, began seeing an alarming trend in cases at the veterinary teaching hospital two years ago. Golden retrievers were being diagnosed more frequently with DCM, a disease not commonly associated with this breed. This diagnosis of DCM was coupled with another finding that many of the dogs were eating the same grain-free diet and they had blood tests confirming very low levels of an amino acid called taurine. Taurine, it's an amino acid the dogs get naturally in their diets and manufacture from other building blocks contained in the food. Although dogs have the ability to manufacture taurine, it has been known for some time that low levels of taurine are associated with potent a potentially reversible form of DCM. Since this initial observation, Dr. Stern has been recruiting and studying golden retrievers with DCM and taurine deficiency. He's observed that the vast majority of these patients respond favorably to taurine supplementation and diet change, a prognosis that is not usually noted with traditional genetic DCM. Stern alerted the veterinary cardiology community to his finding, leading to the formation of a larger collaboration between multiple institutions and clinicians. Although golden retrievers appear, appear more commonly affected by a taurine deficient form of this condition, the problem was noted in dogs of many breeds eating similar diets across North America. So this veterinary cardiologist and a nutrition group has pieced together a few brief guidelines to help pet owners navigate this complex issue. Here's what they're suggesting. First, evaluate the diet that you're feeding your pet. If the diet is boutique, contains exotic ingredients or is grain free, they suggest that you may consider a diet change to one without these properties. Talk to your vet about the FDA announcement and what diet may be best suited for your dog. If you are concerned about your dog based on what you're feeding, watch closely for signs of heart disease such as weakness, slowing down on walks, coughing, fainting, or trouble breathing. Your veterinarian may also recognize early heart disease by hearing a heart murmur or abnormal heart rhythms. If, the, if he or she observes these things and they are concerned, additional testing might be ind indicated. There is a specific blood test called ProBNP, which your veterinarian can do, which can help give them a gauge that maybe there's an issue with the heart. And the next big thing I would actually suggest if you're gonna be doing any diagnostic tests is a heart ultrasound. If your dog is diagnosed with DCM, particular if he or she is eating a diet that meets the criteria listed above. First of all, ask your veterinarian to test blood taurine levels. Report your findings to the FDA. Change your dog's diet as directed by your veterinarian's recommendations, or at least for your own or some of my own suggestions around you know, making sure you have additional taurine. Look at some of these home, homemade diets. Ask your veterinarian to help you identify a dose for taurine supplementation. Seek guidance from a veterinary cardiologist and follow the instructions from your vet or veterinary cardiologist as to repeat evaluations and other medications. If you are looking at taurine supplementation, a pretty sort of standard mode is 500 milligrams uh, three times a day. It's kind of a pretty typical or standard dose. As far as whether or not you should be supplementing your dog with taurine, honestly, if I had a golden retriever, I think I would, but that's just me. If you happen to have to own a golden retriever and you're listening to this podcast, at least talk to your that about taurine supplementation. If you had any concern at all, make sure you get a, a good thorough veterinary exam and you can talk to them about the blood test, the ProBNP. Also go ahead and talk to them about doing an ultrasound. So the last part of today's podcast, I actually want to talk a little about natural heart treatment 
And if your dog were to be diagnosed with heart disease, even say dilated cardiomyopathy. Unfortunately, it was a disease when I was in practice, which is really difficult to treat. In terms of often, it was just like we would do some symptomatic treatment and it's so difficult. In some animals, you know, obviously we're seeing these goldens um, and another breed of dog, Cocker Spaniels. We were able to actually reverse some some cases with taurine. And I had seen a, a Cocker Spaniel in practice being diagnosed with DCM. We supplemented him with taurine and it reversed, which was awesome. Um, he was on 500 milligrams of taurine three times a day, but it took about three to four months to see a change. But there are some other things. So first of all, you could consider that, just taurine supplementation, there's your dose. Secondly, add in additional essential omega-3 fatty acids. Um, we know they can be beneficial to heart disease period and have no ill effect. Look at doing something like uh, fish oil under krill oil, looking at doses of about 1,000 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Look at additional antioxidants. Because um, what we're doing here is we know part of the role of heart disease is there's damage to the heart muscle. The heart is working extra hard. There's more damage to the heart muscle. It releases free radicals. It causes more damage. You can imagine, there's just a vicious cycle. Antioxidants help sort of restrict some of this ongoing cell damage. So ones to think of that can be beneficial could include vitamin E at 100 IUs per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Selenium, 20 micrograms per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Coenzyme Q. It's a supplement, it's an antioxidant found especially in cells where there's a high oxygen demand. So it's very high, high concentrations are in heart muscle. There's also high concentrations of coenzyme Q within the mouth or within the gums themselves. But they actually have seen a number of people and animals respond to coenzyme Q regardless of the underlying cause of heart disease. We're just trying to help that ailing heart, those ailing heart muscle cells themselves. It's also, a, a, and it actually is an antioxidant itself. Any animal that's got heart disease, I would advise and suggest coenzyme Q. Uh, the coenzyme Q10 dose is one milligram per pound of body weight. A dandelion, so dandelion leaf in particular, it's a super rich uh, nutrient dense herb. It's found in many of our lawns and people are happy to pull it out. But believe it or not, it's probably the most effective proven herbal diuretic. Very, very safe. It's also a rich source of potassium. And some of the current conventional veterinary diuretics actually will actually leach potassium from your dog, which they need. And it would be one, if I were to have an animal diagnosed with heart disease, I would get them on dandelion leaf. But you need the da dried dandelion leaf. An easy thing to do is just get dried dandelion leaf at a natural health store or do it yourself. And just start adding that into their dog, into their food. A pretty standard amount, about a teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight daily. Simple, easy thing to do can actually help Help it make it a little bit easier and help deal with some of that additional fluid that's building up in heart disease. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was hawthorn. So it, it's, I mean, hawthorn, it's a plant, grows all throughout North America. It's got these thick little spiky thorns on them, hence the word hawthorn, with these kind of dark purpley black berries. But hawthorn itself, and initially it was the berries, but it has been shown to increase the ability of the heart to contract, as well as causing the peripheral blood vessels to dilate, making the heart contraction easier. But what I didn't realize is there actually has been a pile of research on hawthorn. And I wanted to read you part of this, uh, I took out part of a study, the conclusions that actually reviewed a number of studies. And what they said is results recorded from clinical trials, experience of professionally qualified medical herbalists and the low incidence of side effects ex experienced by patients would indicate that Crataegus preparations, that's the Latin name for Hawthorne, hold significant potential as a useful remedy in the treatment of heart disease. Mechanisms of action postulated to date reveal a remedy with potentially broad-based influence on the cardiovascular system. These effects include a hypotensive activity. So what that means is they peripherally dry, um, relax or dilate the blood vessels, making it easier for the heart to pump 
pump. And that's one big principle um, in terms of treating heart disease and what that's what some of the heart medications do. Secondly, uh, uh, Hawthorne has significant antioxidant activity because we know there's this ongoing cycle of cell damage. There's oxidative damage. If you can actually supplement with antioxidants, you can potentially have less heart muscle damage. Hawthorne's got that. Third, it has a thing called tonic action on the cardiac myocytes, meaning the remaining heart muscle cells that are there that are still working, it actually help them to beat more effectively, which is that's kind of like the ideal heart hurt. It's awesome. So no question, you'd want to have your animal on Hawthorne. They conclude saying that the excellent safety profile of this remedy, coupled with the lack of herb drug interactions detected to date in clinical trials, would further support its inclusion in treatment strategies surrounding heart disease, especially in the early stages of disease progression. So thanks, you guys. That concludes today's podcast. Better Seekers is on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Download your favorite app and search for Veterinary Secrets. I'd love it if you just subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And last but not least, if you've yet to do so, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book by going to veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. Once again, thanks for listening. I'll be here again next week. This is Dr. Jones.